Ladies and gentlemen, it is your lifestyle special, Kenny Burns. Welcome to episode four of TKBS Nation Conversation. I swear for God, this is changing my spirit already. We're four episodes in, and today's conversation is about anti-industry. And you know I'm going to a few people on accident that just who I am. I don't mean to do it, but sometimes I gotta let the thing go. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna need help doing so, ladies and gentlemen, so stop putting your hands together. Some of my amazing nation members, the first beautiful human I like to bring to the table is Maya Burns in the building. Maya Smith, where you at, baby? Right here, right here, right here. Yeah, you got <laughs> these streets with that LS cream. I see. Keep your hands together and make some noise for Michelle Bush. Shelly, how you doing, beautiful? I'm good. How are you, KB? I'm great. I'm great. I ain't eating whole holes. I had some fruit juice this morning and the dream is real. Uh, keep your hands going though, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together from my hometown partner here in the ATL. Uh, Kristen Meredith, Kimmy Coco, how you doing, beautiful? Hey, KB, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, I'm alive. Uh, Kyle was shooting baskets yesterday. Give him a round of applause. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Yes. Yes. He'll be home soon. Yes, man. Yeah. Actually, today yes. I'm going by today and I'm picking him up. Road to recovery is in full effect. But I want to talk to y'all, beautiful humans. It's been a minute since we've uh, kumbaya. And I want to actually talk about a topic that we've uh, slightly touched a few times on our infamous IG live moments during the pandemic. And uh, it's called anti industry. Now, I'm going to set the conversation, set the table for the conversation so you know exactly where we're going. I think there's an industry that's entertainment, obviously, and we're going to start there. But then I want to get to, you know, how, uh, what, what, what's the word that you used earlier? Let me find. She said, uh, the lottery has always been said to be the poor man's stock market, but social media is really the poor man's lottery because every day people are posting something hoping it goes viral. And I think it's a whole scripture and they give a round of applause for Tiffany Hamilton Burns. She came up with that. I had to read it. Um, but with that said, I think, you know, I want to jump right into it. You know, and I always obviously want to end the shows, bringing it full circle and meaning something to somebody with what we've discussed here today uh, on episode four. So setting the table, ladies and gentlemen, anti-industry. The reason I chose the title is because I'm sick and tired of the entertainment and how we continue to glorify things that are clearly not conducive for our health, wealth, or value to the rest of the world. You know, and I, I was having a discussion in the last episode of TKBS Nation Conversations and was literally saying it's amazing with Tip and Jeezy and, you know, Ross and all the trap rappers and the former drug dealers have done with entrepreneurship and some mm-hmm. with family life and how they changed the narrative. But I get back mm-hmm. on Instagram today and I'm seeing people that I send my respect, you know, posting to shoot them in the face. Bitch, I'm gonna kill you. You don't know what to do, so I got to kill you. You know, it's like a whole, and that's the Sugar Hill Gang version of what actually is, <laughs> is being done today. But, but it is disturbing to me on how we continuously know the problem, but we perpetuate it. And this is why I'm anti-industry. The meaning anti-industry can literally go back to the 1920s. Mm. And it's now what they call the new left. You have to look at each industry. You have to look at the car industry. You have to look at the music industry, the sports industry, just the industry of household products. 
you know, groceries, just everything. And in the entertainment industry, what has happened to the value of, and you, we talk about this often, the value of PR, the mm. value of A&R? Yeah. Who, where is that person in that label or part of, of that project that has their hands on this person that's going to the left? There's a way you can do it and it's not harmful and hurtful to your brand, to your family, to anything. And then there are the others that are just going to do what they want to do and everybody's eating it up, literally. And it's a problem. It's, I mean, it, it's a problem. And, and, and Maya, you are a non-official, official member of the Rockefeller team. <laughs> right, how much you love The Rock. I, I mean, you you that's one of the greatest labels of all time. And honestly, one of the only, you know, teams I will ever represent because of what I feel Jay represents today and what they represent mm -hmm. as a unit mm -hmm. back then. But how do you feel? Like, I mean, you grew up on the music like we all did. I can't really get into this, this new um, era of like music and the, like the way the industry is right now. Right. It, it's, it's like one of those situations where everybody's just going with the wave. Right. So, instead of doing what you feel is right, you know, like what feels good, they're just going with what's popping, you know, like what's trending. For some reason, I feel like this industry today, yeah. compared to like that era with like Jay-Z in the 90s, it doesn't even compare. Like right. it's it's completely trash, I'm sorry. But Can not even that? comparing, I don't, I don't even think they are trying to mean anything. You well, know? they don't have any, there's no purpose. There's no, there's like, no there's really no purpose. And that's the, I think that's the problem. Like, I don't, I don't see anything that means anything to me. Like, right. nothing means anything. We still hustle till the sun goes up. Is it right the the sun sun up? It's a cold winter. Y'all niggas better bite on <laughs> Come on! <laughs> but Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy Cole, you know we have kids that are grown. And we do. And I know, like you, I've had a conversation with my children. Like, why do you like this music? Not even from a content perspective, because our parents didn't understand our music. And we're like, how don't you understand this? This is clear, precise, and they are speaking in English. <laughs> English, <laughs> English, right, right, right. But what conversations are you having with your son and what are they like? And what does he say about the music? It's funny though, that we are actually having those kind of conversations because now, we are very similarly like our parents. Like I have to have conversations like, yep. I don't understand it, I'm not yep. playing it. And it's trash. <laughs> I mean, this that's, is that's what I said, Kim. That's, I feel the same way, it's trash. It's, like it's trash. I'm looking for substance. I know we're in a different, it's a different mindset. So I'm not expecting the same, but I used to be able to listen to my music, identify with it. And I mean, you're gonna process, either you're gonna be inspired by it it's going to give you some humor. You're going to have some takeaways. You right. may have, you know, a political stance that you can identify with. We don't have any of that. Right. There's absolutely nothing either. We're trapping, how we slinging, who we doing, where we're going. That's it. That's oh, all. what we're wearing. Exactly. But let me jump in really quick. And, and, and Michelle, I want to come to you after this. But I really feel you're 100% correct. But then too, it's like when we were coming up, even NWA, hmm. it was a reason. There was no social media. They were telling the stories that were happening in the neighborhood. You know, and even when you think about like, I look at Lil Durk, I was in, uh, I think we were in Cleveland for All Star. And I'm with Lil Durk and the man is, I mean, I'm sorry, he could be my son. So I'm looking at him like, and I, 
he's a man, but he's like a child. He looked innocent. Mm -hmm. He had mm -hmm. the sweetest demeanor and face and was, but then he had people around him with Uzis and AK-59s and I'm just like, wait. You know this kind of energy brings that kind of energy. But then you, you, you know, you look in the crowd and you see all these young, good looking women singing the songs word for word. I'm like, wait, why? No, I want to sprinkle some fairy dust in this motherfucker and make sure everybody goes back to being okay. But you know, we, you know, we all know all the words though. That's the thing with women. That's, that's the funny thing. They look at us and go, oh, you're so sweet. I mean, that was the thing with my son all the time. You right. come home and you never know when I'm playing. Yeah. I, it, it might look one way on the outside, but it might be a whole different situation. So, but, but no, who was with Stacey Abrams, KB, a couple, maybe a week or so ago, went to meet Little with baby. Stacey. Thank you. I was so impressed because actually when I looked at it, because of course, you know, you follow TKBS, you saw yeah. the snippet that gave us the information we needed, but I followed it and it was wonderful. It was a good dialogue. It was decent questions. It was a, an honorable exchange of trying to get information. And this this gentleman was out there doing something with his voice. Yes. That's what we need. That's what we're missing. There's a yeah. disconnect. But even with his music, you hear storytelling. Even with, mm -hmm. you know, black and white that came out during the pandemic, it was really mm -hmm. a lot of racial tension. People getting killed. He took it upon himself mm -hmm. to bring it to the forefront. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. That is the difference. When Jeezy made my president is black, oh, president is black. there was a certain level of pride that rivaled fight the power from the 80s. It rivaled things where you were like, yo, I'm proud of who I am. And not only am I a street guy, I could be the president. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, you know, these are the things that keeps me hopeful for what I think is a dying industry, right? But then again, when you think it's dying, you know, it, it becomes the fad again. Because that's what we do as, as, as black and brown people. We, we create this, you know, uh, nucleus of energy that the world rotates around. There's no question. Fashion, music, you know, invention, um, tech even now. Like we are the nucleus on a lot of levels. And when it seems that we're controlling something, though, it's some weirdness that comes around and I ain't seen, I, you know, I, I know I have, but I feel like I haven't seen this much death, mayhem, despair. Clearly, we've never been through a pandemic, but it just seems so heavy in the music being heavy. When yeah. the world is heavy, that shit don't go. Can't be both. We've walked away from the art of storytelling. I, When I learned music growing up, it was fact and fiction. Right. We also did not have, we didn't have the internet. And you had to go with the times and you also had, you know, people around you that could break music down. The sample, the writing. I, I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, did you listen to this song? No. Who wrote it? Right. What sample is it? Is right. it something they bought off YouTube or did they actually dig in the crates for it? Right. And that's where your mind goes if you understand the history of this industry. Who is behind this project? Yeah. And again, I go back to the same, the same thing. If your team ain't right, your dream ain't right. The, the, the dream is real. If your team ain't right, Ooh. your dream ain't right. Give me a round of applause. I got you a piece of content to post on the internet. Um, but take that. Uh, but I think I'm just so disappointed at the leadership. You know, what I'm learning 
about this music industry is that we don't have real leaders. When you are a leader and you amass a certain amount of respect, uh, you amass a certain amount of wealth. And I'll use Jay-Z as the perfect example. Jay-Z comes from where a lot of us young black men come from. Despair, single parent homes, trying to figure it out. The first options are obvious. It's what we see right in front of us. We do that, but then we get to a certain point where we know better, so guess what? We do better. We take the ideas of what life should be and we start to implement them because now we done made it out this despair, this broken system, and so we're applying things that we thought we always wanted to do or thought we you know, should be able to do. Then you get a little money and then you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. This money not only fortifying my ideas, it's putting me in the game. I can pay to play. And I'm still talking about myself and Jay-Z. Then you can pay to play, so you're proving concepts. Here's a proof concept. No, I didn't wait for you. I went and put my own, uh, my own money into it, and we up. Oh, no, no, I wasn't gonna wait on you. You know, you, you, get, you told me you was gonna get back to me. I just wanted to you know, give you proof of concept. Proof of concept start to work. Business starts to happen. You learn about scaling said business because you learn how to make money in it. Now you give an opportunity to everybody you know. Now you got four, five, fifteen thousand, two hundred thousand million 15,000, 200,000, million people inspired by what you're doing, taking action, doing the same blueprint. But that doesn't happen with all these leaders, y'all. A lot of these leaders still have that mentality. I have to take and not give. I have to sign you to these ignorant contracts that you can never, I talked to Teddy Riley this morning. Big shout out to Teddy Riley. Um, he had saw my post on Kyle's situation and about the symptoms to kind of look for. And, you know, we talked about getting him, uh, he had some migraines or something, so I was giving him my doctor, he's in Atlanta. And um, long story short, we started talking about his career and I'm bugging, cause I'm like, Ted, if you didn't go through that with Gene Griffin, and if you didn't go through that, and all that you did and keep going and keep mashing the gas. Okay, uh, guy is coming to it. I'm gonna do Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson taking New Jack Swing to the world. New Jack Swing, and I had to give him his proper New Jack Swing. What that was lifestyle wise. But the point being, he was telling me story. These people today should not be going through with Teddy Riley. No. no, they laid the blueprint. We've seen it. They've been talking oh, about man. it for 30 years. Yes. We've seen mm -hmm. it. I'm like, why are we still here? Yeah. Yes. Whatever you feel about Russell Simmons, you can feel about that, but look at the blueprint. Uh, Rick Rubin, if you have not studied Rick Rubin and you are in the music industry, something is wrong with you. Right. <laughs> like, that, that, that makes no sense to me. And I mean, take that back to the 80s, to the 70s and look at the evolution of what's happened. Even if we, you know, got somebody on and maybe they only did one hit or, or one this, what is the rest of the extent of what they can do and what they have been doing? Right. It, it's a lesson for anybody in the industry. Yeah. And it's a lesson that, again, if you, if you can't get it for yourself, uh, your family can't give it to you, your team can't give it to you, Listen to a fan. If you see in those fan comments, one person saying, oh, I wish I could work with them just to, you know, show them how to do this. I said that about Ari Lennox. Right. I was like, oh my God, I would love to be on her team. Right. Why? Hometown. And I saw things that were happening. Right. And I would have loved to have been in there to be able to say, girl, come on this way yeah. <laughs> and bring it back over here. But what did she do? She figured it out herself. Yeah. Next album is out. That's right. In the DMV. <laughs>
But, but Maya, much like us all, you're a fan of music. And I, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I don't know prior to your relationship with me, uh, but being in love with the music, but then not knowing everything that goes on behind the scenes. How, when, what was your first story? Like, wait, they do what? R. Kelly was how old when he started dating? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to really go in on because I want to have substance to help grow. Oh. Maya, please share. We know. I guess once you learn the background of it, like there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that people don't know about. You yeah. know, like everyone thinks you just, for example, using you. They probably think you just, you know, walk out on the stage and everything is just perfect you know there's no, nothing no one's behind you behind the scenes setting you up to go out to prepare for that show or they don't realize there's audio you know like how we're doing this show right now there's there's a process for everything yeah there's a there's a team that you have to have and a good team that you have to have behind you yeah to set you up correctly in the industry but if you don't have that um that good foundation the good team behind you to help you through this process you can easily get not just trapped, but you can get lost in it. Yeah. Some people don't even realize when they're lost. They don't. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of these young artists, I'll say, they're again, using that word wave, they're going with the wave. Like, this is what's going on right now. This is the trend, you know? Yeah. So they figure this is the way you do it. They don't even realize there's so many more levels to this. Then And then at the same time, don't you want more outside of that? Like Absolutely. What's your purpose? You want to leave a name. You want to leave leave something else behind you, a blueprint, and you don't want it to just be, oh, you was this social social media um, trend for the, fir- for the first five years or whatever. Exactly. You want something else. But that's, I got to shoot all the team members that ain't shit in the, in the face. <laughs> but I like the point of the team. I mm-hmm. really, you know, and I think that like, uh, there was a gentleman named Simba, new rapper, crazy. I'm talking about crazy. He is next level with the bars. Um, I, I, I want to say he's from LA. And the first time I heard him, I was amazed. But then I heard him talk the other day and he was saying like how he went to the building and little Zan or one of them littles, one of them tattoo faced drug addicts, you know what I'm saying? That the labels was like, yo, we you gotta be more in this lane. He's like, I'm rap rap. Like I'm mm-hmm. I am a uh my name is, you know what I mean? I'm a lion. Like I, I came to do the MC thing. I got bars. Like I want But then, you know, he was told basically, nah, you gotta, you know what I mean? And if he had stuck to status quo and what the industry expected of him, he would have been not himself trying to be. And let me just as a witness, as a witness. And I'm going to jump off the industry, uh, entertainment industry uh, into a whole nother topic of industry and how people of power um, in any industry, preferably I'm going to name some names too. But I want to say this about that, you know, at the end of the day, I've seen people kill themselves because they can't handle the decisions they made to be in this business. I've seen people become drug addicts because they went through that door one night and thought they could play the games these people play sexually. You know, I've seen people have rotten teeth, have all types of things because they on them drugs, you know what I mean? Or their habits done led them into places where they couldn't get out of, so their health fails. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen that in this entertainment industry. And these are people- alive. 
eat you a lot. And these are people that still work for the people. Oh, so sure. if, if I'm as a human being seeing something on my team member or something in the way of that it's hurting somebody I care about or I'm constantly around or anybody, I, I'm telling my fuck walk down the street, you all right? Like you look like you need some help. I pulled up to the light the other day and I'm skeptical than a mother sucker when it comes to these people on the side of the road, especially after I heard a lot of them be making six figures hustling people on the side of the road. This one dude, he looked like he needed a couple of dollars. And when I gave it to him, the exchange wasn't even too verbal, but it was more like he saw a human being seeing him. Mm -hmm. That'd be half the battle. You understand me? And I just get so upset with this industry because we know better. We've seen what happens to these people. We see how they lose themselves in this facade that's not even real life. It's not so real. Kenny, you've yeah. got to have a sense. This is the thing. You've got to have a sense of self before this so-called transformation. And uh, that's the problem. Many don't know who they are. They barely know that they know they've got a talent. They know they have something that they want to put out to the world. Yes. But there's so much that comes, even when Shell was talking about A&R, there's so much that even back in the day, those things were cultivated. They were strengthened. Yeah, your contract might be shady. It might be some other stuff going on there. But yeah. as far as developing an individual, that's what's missing. So when you've got people who are weak and don't really know, and then you throw everything that comes in with the entertainment industry at them, it, it's almost a no-win situation because something is going to happen. I'm going to say the craziest thing right now because there are about 10 or so anti-industry artists, like the greats of all time. One of them, Prince Rogers. <laughs> I'm just going to call it like I see it. That man, and I didn't mean to bring him up, but when you are talking about anti-industry, Prince, uh, Chubby Checker, like Little Richard, anti-industry. You have to name the greats. Let's go back to if you really knew music and, and you really understood when this person came out, my guy from Houston, Tobey. Yeah. He is anti-industry and he is Phenomenal. He's it. Just the visuals, the words, the storytelling, the family, everything is in play. And guess what he's doing? Figuring it out step by step. Yes, which is okay. And I think a lot of artists need to hear that. Figuring it out as you go, mm -hmm. you might not, you know, be the diamond selling or the Michael Jackson thriller selling, you know, artists, but you could feed your spirit. You could and feed just, other spirits. Yeah. You could tie into people's souls in a way that some artists can't. And I love that you, um, you know, just mentioned Toby. And Nigga, he mentioned Uncle Nears in the song the other day. Thank you very much for I posted that. Sure did. I that. But yeah. I like love the fact that he is showing what black love and creativity looks like all in one. And he's getting paid to do that. So artists, please know that you could get paid without tattooing your face. Right? Now, if you're into tattoos, I have all over my body. I'm not shunning you or dissing you. I'm saying the facts. Like a lot of these people do this shit because they see mm -hmm. other people doing it. You don't have an original bone in your body and you want to be like everybody else other than yourself. And with that lane of success, that lane of therapy, that's too far to the left or to the right for them to go down. 
They just want to keep this right here. That's my brand. I'm going this way. Widen the lane. The beer over here a little bit and uh, make a pit stop for some help. No, I'm with you. And I want to pivot the conversation, obviously, in the same vein of what we're talking about. But another industry that is unbelievable to me uh, is the industry of business. Um, When you look at Amazon, you look at Tesla, you look at Apple, uh, these companies alone could change and end poverty. These companies alone could end hunger. They are so financially capable and equipped to do these types of things, but there's a system in place, y'all. Like, and then I want to discuss it. And now when I say that they have enough money, but they have a lot of employees too. And they employ a lot of people. And I want to big up companies like Amazon, right? Uh, Amazon doesn't do screenings for smoking weed. We know Shelly's people smoke their shit. You know what I'm saying? And they could just, you know, feel secure. We're going to get a job and not have to, you know what I mean, pee, okay? And they get education paid for at Amazon. And And I'm not just saying that because I do business with Amazon, but when I look at, you know, Apple the same way. Like they give hell of a benefits. They had their stock options for their, you know, employees is unbelievable. When you look at Tesla, you know, Tesla is, I own two. I'm sorry about the, yeah, two. And it's just a, but at the same time, how much money we need, you know? And I understand the playing field. I'm looking at the playing field for what it is. And, but I don't want it to be the haves and have nots. The thing with the power um, situation, I feel like there's people that have, how should I say, too much power. Like they have money and I feel like they're not doing the right things with it also. Money, right. With the money. Um, And it it could be so much more done. Like for example, mental health is a big thing right now. Whereas they feel like you're weak if you speak on mental health, you know, or it's it's not the trend it's not the wave so i feel like if some of these people and some of these organizations that do have a lot more power and money to kind of focus on that especially for the younger generation because they're so lost right now you gotta like, care though you, you gotta you have to you do have to care you gotta want more you have to care yeah that's mm-hmm. the thing about like do you really want a job do you really right. want benefits do you really right. want to participate no you want instant money you want mm-hmm. you want the rapper money when you don't rap or sing. You want you want CEO money, but you don't have a skill set. You you oh, refuse yeah. to be great because being great has nothing to do with how much money you have. It's, if it it, it, it being it great is taking care of yourself and your family. You know what I'm saying? Creating some type of Absolutely. structure, some type of structure. blueprint for the people that look up to you all around you. Like I, because I, you know, when I think about Amazon, it's like y'all don't piss test and you you gonna put them through school. The only people I know used to do that, except the piss test is the army. And I'm sure they wasn't piss test neither because they want everybody to sign up. Or, you know, armed forces. Am I lying though? Like, that's true. No, that's true. That's very true. It's, I think that, like, that's a good thing that what Amazon is doing. It should be more companies doing that. Like, there's so many more organizations that do have, you know, people that come come from out of jail that, that are not going to get the same opportunity as me to get a job, you know, because they have that record. Lefty, you know these young men have records. Like, why are you you know, taking them through hell just to get a job, yeah. just to just to be a truck driver. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we need other organizations and other leaders to kind of help. I know they still have to care. The person still has to care. But for the ones who do care and really do want to try, can we kind of figure out a way to help them out to get that job? Yeah, but one thing, yeah, no, I'm with you. I like that. 
But then you have scenarios like in Memphis with the trucks. You seen the Nike trucks? Then you have yeah. where somebody mad because they tripped and then they throw in the package at your house. And they don't yeah. That was a joke, but it's not. It's no, true. I know what you mean. But, but it's also, you're right. Like, why why not give somebody a second chance? People deserve yeah. a second chance. I got locked up. I'm a felon. You trying to tell me I go in any business boardroom in the world and get a check. But I'm just saying to you, I think that like, we have to set the standards because this is why I'm having this conversation about these companies and not these three in particular. I'm just giving you the biggest because we could break it down and give you an example because we know more right. about these than we do the others. But I know some companies that don't give a fuck about you. They only want what they want from you and don't care mm -hmm. about what you really have to offer. And if you're not doing that, they're going to lateralize you and move you to another department or get rid of your ass. Exactly. When you took the creative arts out of school, you took mm. away a portion of million brains. Mm. You took it away. What we're seeing are individuals that did not get the opportunity in elementary school, mm -hmm. in middle school, and even into high school to learn business, to learn civics, to learn arts. You mean to tell me right. I can draw this from my video game and I could go and become a, a, a creator over here? Yes, yes you can. You can, you can draw an NFT and, and, and make a million dollars off of. You, you took all of that away. Mr. Jeffrey, um, who you know did what he did in, in Virginia. Now, Jeffrey Benzo, he is now and Amazon. Who, who, who is Jeffrey Benzo for the people that don't know? Uh, Amazon uh, CEO, very. You talking about Jeffrey Bezos? Bezos? You said Benzo. I mean Bezos. I'm sorry. Bezos. All right. Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> I was like, Jeffrey. <laughs> Bezos. We got it. I'm looking at my notes. This woman said like. Jeffrey Benzo. I thought you was talking about a hustler. I didn't hear about it. From the 80s. You know what? I get excited. I never knew. <laughs> Benzo sounds like he was outside. Um, he is now going to be a part of the Smithsonian. I'm gonna get my point across. He's now gonna be a part of the Smithsonian. And Maya, if you don't cut that goddamn that phone thing you got going, cut your shit on mute. <laughs> the fuck? Sorry. It's so right. on you, baby. Jeffrey Benzo. Go ahead, go ahead. Talk about Jeffrey Benzo. Benzo. <laughs> he is now with Smithsonian building a, a learning center that's mm. gonna be a part of the Air and Space Museum. See? Come on, round of applause. But, but. But, but let's talk about the real part of it. He now puts the money in DC for affordable housing. Mm. So it's like, hmm, you're doing all of this. You have all this. You didn't bring this here because that deal went bad. So now you're going to bring this here. But then there's a whole nother level of anti-industry of you keep saying affordable housing, but most of the people that need affordable housing can't get into affordable mm. housing. Correct. So it's it's like people say, oh, that's so amazing. That's a win-win for all. But really, is it? And so when can you buck the system and say, no, we don't want that here. But this we is are anti-you. Yeah, but even though you even though you, you you're going to hire these individuals, right. but are you really going to nurture them into? We see the commercials. Media is a is a great thing. We can make it look good, sound good, taste good. Yeah. The other thing to that though is though like, if a private company, aka not the government, is coming with this type of opportunity for citizens, shouldn't maybe they tie with the government to add to? Because I know that there was a program that had. Um, in DC, actually, I think where they had um, 
they were paying like these expensive ass housing, this expensive housing for some, I don't, I don't know, In, homeless. It's in, in, inclusionary zoning. Okay, inclusionary zone. See y'all, I read, I'm not Kanye. But the point I'm trying to make is like, if someone like Jeff Bezos is, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if someone- You better like enunciate that Bezos. Bezos, que lo que, uh, is, trying to bring affordable housing into the equation. And I'm sure it's not the pricing of what's going on in DC right now. I mean, like whatever he's bringing is underneath. If I'm not mistaken, you can correct me because it seems like you have the information. But it seems like it would be cl as, as close to affordable as possible. Now affordable for who? Still undetermined. But at the same time, at the same time, all you people out there that just, you know, think you're gonna get something for free and it's gonna be like Loveland. You got something coming, okay, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot make you cannot make these assumptions about what you want unless you're willing to do the work to get the paper that deserves. You know, hello. Yeah, that, yeah thank you. Double time that sound effect one more yeah, time. Yeah, I just I I, 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 would, I would I'm just trying to understand because I you know the anti industry portion of me is like yeah you got enough, you got more money than God right. And you could do, but you are doing things and we can't just act like they're not doing things. But then I'm really talking, let's just be, let's be one thought while. I'm really talking to you employers, excusing the three that we mentioned, but I'm really talking to you employers that really don't give a fuck about your employees. The ones that continue to make these margins and get these ungodly bonuses in pandemics while people are losing their jobs. These are all things. And listen, I have a friend. I can't say who this friend is. But he works at a one of the biggest. And they were on a call when I was just, I'm not even gonna say where I was because if I say where I was, some people would do two plus two equals four. They was together and I seen the picture and it was him. But the point I'm trying to make, they were firing people at this company. And I'm like, you can't be firing people at this company because you got enough money to figure it out. Yeah. Don't fire them. Put them in another department that is doing better than the department they're currently in. Give them an opportunity to enter another realm of your employment spectrum because they've been great employees. I don't know. And maybe some of them ain't shit that deserve to get fired. And here, we'll give that to them. That's true. That's true. But the rest of them... I think that's where I want to land as we begin to wrap this up because we all know, you know, to, to, to Michelle's point, we got a lot of entrepreneurs. There's almost too many because you're cluttering the space from the real ones that can really take it to the next level. Am I dissing you? No, I'm not dissing you. I'm just keeping it one thou while because if you could get out the way, someone else could grow and bring you along for the ride. You got a problem with that? Well, you got a problem with life. I mean, we need to pass the collection plate. It's too, it's much. too much. Yeah, it's too it's much. It's way too much. And there's so many levels to it all, so. We're at a time, too, that's so sensitive because mm -hmm. people are acting like the recession that we know we're in, <clears throat> that they don't want to say, yes. we know we're in it. I mean, mm -hmm. I work for one of the biggest financial institutions out there. I've been affected. My friends have been affected. We all have. I mean, when you talked about moving from departments, yeah, you come in yeah. on Friday, you're doing one job, you come in on Monday and they say, well, you're not doing that anymore, but 
you, you still have a job. How about right. that? Right. And that's what you do. But a lot of times that's the sad part. People take these things and I've been listening to some meditations where they've been talking about when things happen to you and you are forced to pivot and make changes mm. and, and do things that you may or may not want to do. You actually have to look at it in a different mindset. Sometimes that's the blessing that you never, ever knew mm. was coming. Mm. I mean, because Maya, I could talk about yes. you. You, you, you just, you said, you just said my whole life. <laughs> right. I mean, because look, I was there and I saw it. But I'm just saying, you know, some of it's you and a lot of it's me. So when you look at these things, yeah, you can be offended and you can go into the, oh, what was me? Because yes, it happened. Or you can say, thank you. There is that, that, you know, yeah, I wanted to start my own business. Yeah, there were some times that I wanted to do something else and I didn't because my nine to five was comfortable yeah. and it was a guaranteed paycheck. And I wasn't stressed or stretched. Yes. You better look for, look at it for what it is and, and make something out of that time. Make mm. something out of that decision. And live your life because we don't we may or may not have another fifty years to get it right. Amen. Hey, I can't even say anything. But I wanna say this and, and as we, we wrap this uh, episode four of TKBS Nation conversations up, I just want people to live and lead by example. We 30 and up crew, yep. I'm gonna put some responsibility and some standards in place today. Mm. Today. All right, hold on, let me give you one so you clear the air. All right. I'm gonna put some standards in place. If you're 30 years and up, ladies and gentlemen, you need to add value or seek value. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with either. If you don't know something, it's okay, but don't act like you know something and clog up the ecosystem. Ooh. You cannot continue to do that. You are wasting valuable time. Kristen just said it. You don't know how many years you got left of opportunity or this relationship you're currently in or this friend that's around this week will be gone tomorrow because they're going to figure out just exactly who you ain't. You don't have time to play with people's livelihoods, CEOs, presidents of companies. You don't have time. You don't have the luxury to not have evangelists as a part of your congregation. So I want to I want to challenge everybody to, you know, do just that and hold people responsible along the way. We are not anti anything, to be honest with you. And the reason I came up with anti industries, because that's the thing that we follow most. Gotta be employed. We have to pay bills. We also have to dream. We talked about two significant parts of industry today that are clearly, you know, setting the table for a lot of us to either sit at or aspire to. So I want you to take today's information. I want you to share with the rest of the nation. And I wanna say thank you to Maya Smith, Michelle Bush, Kristen Meredith, like you guys have been rocks for me and I say black women save the planet I truly mean it I don't just say it I live by it so you guys are I mean give yourselves a round of applause you did that today <laughs> and before we leave if you just like to tell a little bit about you know what you felt today learned today and what you'd like to share with those listening today's conversation just adds 
value to what I'm trying to do. You know, starting over in business, opened my business officially months before a pandemic and sat in a corner at my best friend's house like, what the hell am I gonna do? And I'm still here. I still got 20 questions I need to ask you, but you know, (laughs) we're gonna get to all of them. Well, you got my personal phone number. Kimmy Cole, (laughs) talk to me, baby. I mean, I think what makes this so special is number one, the fact that you had the vision to still bring it together because the one thing about the nation and the one thing about our conversations is as much as we have fun is as much as we have intriguing conversation we have dialogue and and exchanges and differences of opinion and everyone wants to see everyone win however that may be and you meet people where they are amen doesn't mean they need to stay there but you meet them where they are and give them a little bit more information. So, so I agree with um, what Kimmy and uh, Shelly said, and exactly feel the same. You bring what you what you give to us as far as like your your energy alone that we we get from you. Like we try to give that back out as well. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody's not as not going to have the opportunity to talk to you or even meet you, but. Bless the blessing that we were able to over this last the last two years of the pandemic changed my life seriously and we have all went through some crazy things over the last two years and probably didn't know we would even be here today to even talk about this so I'm grateful every time I speak with you I learn something and um, I'm just blessed, like I said, and grateful that, you know, we're, we're able to do this. And I'm happy for you that you are doing what you deserve and what you're supposed to be doing. Thank you. You, belo- you belong here. Thank you. Well, I want to give you all a round of applause. Uh, I appreciate you tremendously. I am so happy that you are a part of episode four, Anti-Industry. And let's keep spreading the messages, okay? Yes. You got it. The, the, the dream is real.